I'd like you to turn the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 with me tonight, please. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Give you just a little bit of background to the scriptural doctrine of the rapture. And then we'll get into what's happening today. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 and verse number 13. Now remember who we're dealing with. The Apostle Paul. Remember that he's the apostle to the Gentiles. Remember he's the man that reveals the mysteries. A mystery means that no one had known of this in the Old Testament. The type is there, but it's not taught. The doctrine of the rapture is not taught in the Old Testament. But the type is there. So when the apostle Paul shows up, he begins to unveil this doctrine of the rapture of the church. Now there's a lot of good people today that don't believe in the rapture. But the problem with this is that it's going to make them very susceptible to what's coming down the road. We're in very perilous times, dangerous times. If there ever was a time in the age of the church when a man needed to know what he believed and what to look for, it's today. In verse number 13, the scripture says, I would not have you to be ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if you believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so also them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Notice the words, comfort one another with these words. Now if you're looking for a judgment day, there's no comfort in that. If you're looking for the end of the world, there's no comfort in that. But if you're looking for one to come and catch you out of this world at any moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the scripture says, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised. There's hope in that. As a matter of fact, the Bible calls that the blessed hope. If you'll look carefully in verse number 16, it says, The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Does this sound like a final judgment? Does this sound like a general judgment? Does this sound like the Lord God coming and setting the sheep on the right hand and the goats on the left hand and calling all of creation into judgment? No, that's not what you're reading here. The Apostle Paul says that I'm showing you a mystery. In verse number 15, this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, now watch carefully, shall not prevent them which are asleep. Used in the context, prevent means we will not pre the event. Literally, we will not go before those who are asleep in Christ. When the Lord Jesus comes back to rapture the church up, that means that those, those who are dead in Christ will come up out of the graves first. They'll meet him in the clouds and in the air, and then instantaneously we will follow them up as they're caught up to meet the Lord in the clouds and in the air, he immediately takes his body with him, snatches them up from the earth, and leaves the earth. He will come in a moment, and he will leave in a moment, and it'll all be over with just that fast. The heavens will open. He'll shout our names. The graves will burst open. 
the saints of God will rise. Those of us who are alive at the coming of the Lord will go right behind them. We will meet him in the clouds. He will turn around and take us right back straight to glory with him. And all of that will happen. It'll start from start to finish in the twinkling of an eye. Amen. In plain words, it'll happen so fast. If you were standing there watching it, you couldn't see it. It'll just disappear. The saints of God will be gone. Now that's the rapture. And the Bible says that is our blessed hope. And I believe in the rapture. I believe strongly in it. I'm premillennial. And I'm pre-tribulational. And I believe in the rapture. I'm not post-millennial. I'm not amillennial. And I'm not mid-tribulation. And I'm not post-tribulation. I believe the Lord's coming at any moment to catch up his bride, to meet him in the clouds and in the air. And we're gone immediately to be with the Lord. We'll come back with him. The Lord Jesus comes back at what's called the Revelation. And the Revelation is when he appears as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he comes on a white horse and he comes as King. He doesn't come in secret. He comes in power and great might. And he comes as a man of war. And he comes to establish his kingdom by force on this earth. He comes to take it. And he will take it. And he'll take it from the hands of the Antichrist and sit in Jerusalem as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's the Revelation. That's when the Lord comes with his saints. The rapture is when he comes for his saints. And there's a vast difference between the two. Seven years separates the rapture from the revelation approximately. The tribulation seven years long and starts with the signing of a covenant. The rapture does not start the tribulation. When I say approximately, that's because the rapture does not start the tribulation, but the tribulation does run for seven years. Now today, it's becoming popular to deny the rapture. Not only to deny the rapture, but to explain it away. Or to change the idea, or change the mode, or change what's involved. And this is the plan of Satan. If I don't do anything else in the message tonight, I want to do this. I want to focus your mind tonight on the way Satan is working in these last days to pull the deception over the eyes of the world. This fellow says, pastor of a Baptist church, I won't mention his name, He's denied the pre-tribulational rapture and teaches a form of dominion theology. This is a Baptist now. I'm not talking about the vineyard. I'm not talking about howling and barking and all of that yet. I'm talking about a Baptist. And he denies the pre-tribulational rapture and he teaches dominion theology. Dominion theology is dangerous. He teaches a form of white Aryan supremacy, claiming that non-whites do not have a spirit, did not fall, and cannot be redeemed. It is the white race, he says, which was created to rule the other races. Consider some excerpts from his writings, so forth and so on. And what follows is what he says. No need to read it. I've mentioned it to you before. And I've talked to you about the root race theory. And Adolf Hitler had, had uh, signed up completely for the root race theory. He believes the Aryan are the supreme master race. And he believes the purpose of humanity is to evolve back to that point. And therefore we've got to purge humanity of these lesser races and get rid of them. And so this Baptist preacher out here in the Midwest is preaching that the people... Here's another idea about the rapture. It's called the secret rapture movement. The secret rapture movement is the belief that when the rapture takes place, few people will be aware of the true reason for its occurrence. The majority of Christian leaders envision the people left behind will be stunned at first. This has been the accepted scenario. For the last 20 years, it's been the idea, how are we going to explain the rapture? That'll be the dilemma of the devil. I mean, we have millions missing, and what are we going to do? If we're left behind, if we're one of these preachers standing in the pulpit, and we're here when the rapture takes place, and we're here after the rapture takes place, how are we going to explain millions of people missing? Well, a lot of scenarios are developing now. And here's what I want to explain to you tonight about this. These are methods the devil can use. I do not know exactly 
which one he's going to bring to fruition. It could be that the Holy Spirit of God will only allow him to use one, but he intends to use as many as he can to deceive the minds of men. The devil does not put all of his eggs in one basket. He's smarter than that. He has all kinds of possible scenarios. He has ways of working what he wants to do. And so let's watch him at work. President Jimmy Carter, good Baptist, and I believe a genuinely sincere man, when Voyager 1 and 2 were sent into the heavens, said this on that spacecraft. This vehicle, this Voyager spacecraft, was constructed by the United States of America, a community of 240 million human beings among the more than 4 billion who inhabit the planet Earth, still divided into nation-states, but rapidly becoming a single global civilization. We cast this message into the cosmos, a present from a small distant world. We hope someday, having solved the problems we face, to join a community of galactic civilizations. That was the message sent up by Voyager 1 and 2. Now what is that? That's very clear. We want to make contact with anyone who's out there and we want you to know that we want to become your brothers that we're all part of the great cosmos, the, universe, the universal life, so forth and so on. This is Carl Sagan's home. This is his love. This is his salvation. This is his world, the cosmos. And Jimmy Carter was the president of the United States that sent that up into the cosmos, out into eternity, hoping that someone, something out there we can make contact with. Is there anything out there? Does the Bible teach us there's anything out there? What should, be we, what should we be looking for? In Genesis chapter number 5, the Bible says that something did come from out there once before. As a matter of fact, it's called the sons of God that came into the daughters of men and bore children. And these were the Nephilim, and they produced giants. These giants became the gods of the Greeks. And to this very day, in their Greek mythology, they tell you stories about the gods. Well, that was... These were the fallen angels and their progeny, these uh, giants that came into the earth. Yes, something has come from out there, and something is coming back from out there. It's a remarkable thing how things happen. They happen in a progressive nature. H.G. Wells, a brilliant man, in 1928, wrote a book entitled The Open Conspiracy. Here's what he said. The plan is concerned with rebuilding mankind. As human beings begin to take the higher initiations, the true nature of the divine will will be grasped. The masters are working according to a plan. Who are these masters? Which will demonstrate a large measure of world unity, marked by universal, universality that aims at expanding human consciousness, founded in love and goodwill. H.G. Wells was a brilliant man. He's the one who wrote War of the Worlds. But he was also a man who was not a Christian. He wanted to make contact with a higher being, with, more in, with intelligent creatures somewhere out there. You say, well, is there really anything out there? New Age astrologer Virginia K. Miller declared, quote, the world is in the midst of a massive upheaval. Many people believe that humankind is on the verge of an evolutionary breakthrough. Listen carefully to these words and the wording that I'm giving you. An evolutionary breakthrough. And we are standing on the threshold of a new age called the Aquarian Age. It will bring about a new world order in which individuals will realize their true spiritual being and their interconnectedness with all life. Here we go. The biodiversity, the United Nations, the treaty and all of that. To survive as a planet, we must develop the Aquarian consciousness which recognizes that we are all linked together as members of the human race and as inhabitants of planet Earth, we must network. Now let me give you the scenario. Evolution teaches that man came from nothing 
He crawled up out of the water, some simple cell life evolved from some cosmic explosion billions of years ago. Life was formed in its most, in its most uh, archaic state, and man evolved from this generation of life. No hand of God, no creator, no intelligent, no God that creates man. Simply a random, random shot in the dark and all of a sudden life came into being. And man has evolved on this little planet through eons and eons into what he is today. But man is going to continue to evolve. We haven't stopped. Now here we are today physically evolved to this point. But according to these people, we need to spiritually evolve. We need to begin to evolve in the inner self where we can make contact with each other in a far greater way than we do now. This is why you have so many channelers today. You have so many people today who are contacting spirit beings. They're dealing with spirits of ages past. And they're talking through these people. This is part of the evolutionary process. You say, well, this is only the, this is only the world of the wild New Agers. No, no, no. I'll give you in just a moment what happened in the women's conference in Beijing, China, from the United Nations. You know the UN up there in New York City? I'm going to tell you what they did just a few weeks ago. When we talk about this wild stuff about consciousness and where they feel the New Agers believe that if all of mankind can at one time come together in a conscious move, they can take a quantum leap into the future, a great giant evolutionary step forward and bring in the utopian age. You say that's wild stupidity. These people believe this stuff. And let me tell you something. It's no coincidence that this wild charismatic movement is moving in the direction of wild conscious connectivity. This business of connecting with spirits, this business of going off into trances, that's no coincidence, folks. No coincidence whatsoever. There is a trend in all parts that is heading in the same direction. And the reason I say this is because Satan does not put all of his eggs in one basket. He's working from a lot of different directions, and I'll show you how it's going to come together in just a moment. Virginia K. Miller declared, we must network. We must bring about this spiritual consciousness. Well, now, wait a minute. There's a problem. If we're going to do this, that means we've all got to do it. We've got to agree. We've got to come together to do this. There's a, there, there's a problem with this, though. These people on earth called Christians, these people that are saved, these people that are born again, they don't like this kind of business. They don't, these Christians are exclusive. Do you know that? Christians say that if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you're not going to heaven. And if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, we don't believe your pagan religions and his way is the only way. That's what Christians preach. You say, my preacher doesn't preach that. He's not a Christian. Amen. Amen. Bottom line. My church doesn't believe that. Then it's not Christian. The Christian doctrine is very simple. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Look at this. No one lays it out as well as Marilyn Ferguson. Listen carefully. The Aquarian conspiracy, the Aquarian, remember, an age of Aquarius. Aquarius is the water bearer. We are leaving Pisces and going into Aquarius. This is the 12 signs of the zodiac. This is looking into the heavens and saying, man is evolving forward. Man is going forward. We've got to progress. We can't hold back. We've got to go into this new age. And so, Mrs. Ferguson says, the Aquarian conspirators range across all levels of income and education. School teachers and office workers, famous scientists, government officials and lawmakers, artists and millionaires, taxi drivers and celebrities, leaders in medicine, education, law, psychology. 
There are legions of conspirators in corporations, universities, and hospitals, on the faculties of public schools and factories and doctor's offices, in staff and in state and federal agencies, on city councils and the White House staff, in state legislatures, in virtually all arenas of policymaking in the country. What's a conspiracy? A conspiracy is where two or more join together for the sole purpose of working their own will. Evil as it may be, they will bring it about. Whatever it takes to do, they'll do it. That's a conspiracy. And these people intend, therefore, to bring this to this earth. 1983, Dave Hunt wrote a book entitled Peace, Prosperity, and the Coming Holocaust. 1983. Dave Hunt had enough sense to look into the future and see what was happening. Imagine, imagine now, what I'm reading to you was written in 1983, 12 years ago. Listen carefully. In this workshop, this workshop is a seminar for the feminist. Listen carefully. In this workshop, women will discover their own lost heritage by exploring ancient concepts of deity as goddess. Although the great mother goddess was worshipped everywhere in the world far from more than 100,000 years before the concept of male gods emerged in human consciousness, she is little known today. More than 200 slides of images of various aspects of the universal goddess will be shown. Their psychological and spiritual ramifications for our lives and for our time will be discussed, and the positive benefits of incorporating into our value structure a feminine image of the divine will be explored. As I told you before, Pember, in his book on Earth's Earliest Ages, said some of the characteristics right before the flood. One of those was the preeminence of the female race. You remember that? There was something about the female race, the female gender, before the flood. They were preeminent. They were dominant. And if you look in Genesis chapter number 6, it says the sons of God saw the what? Exactly. It wasn't the female with the male. It was the male and the female. It was the male spirit with the female human. And so we have something here that's very sinister. You say, well, is it really? Yes. Listen carefully. The women's conference in Beijing included the following. The role of inflatable life-size plastic dolls and dildos in improving health. Well, that's foolishness enough. Lesbianism for the curious. Spirit and action lesbian activism from an interfaith perspective. Ecumenicism. Women in livestock development. Women in black, a gathering of spirits. This one tells women attending to wear black and bring a lamp. Another seminar, lesbian and mother talking about being sperm donors. It is described as parenting and donorship within the framework of a lesbian life choice. Another workshop, amphibian frolic, described as a woman artist's journey into the creative world with costume and dance. Another workshop, lesbian flirtation techniques. Another workshop, how religious fundamentalism helps the spread of AIDS. This workshop indicts conservative Christians in the United States for facilitating the spread of AIDS. Did you know you're guilty of spreading AIDS? Another workshop, Beyond the Trinity Creator, the Mystery of the Virgin Soul. Another workshop, Hips Hooray, the Healing of Womanhood through Body Joy. And then last of all, Lesbians in the Baltics, new phenomenon of the 90s. Lesbian workshops under the auspices of the United Nations. Did you know that the United Nations supports the Lucis Trust? Do you know the Lucis Trust is as blatantly open a organization that worships Lucifer as there is? 
Is it any wonder that the new Bibles want to change the identity of Lucifer in Isaiah 14, 12? Who is Lucifer? He's the devil. So the United Nations is openly supporting the devil. You say, that's a remarkable thing. How could such a thing be? They've got to have a religion that pulls the world together. The United Nations cannot exist as a totally secular organization. They know that the world is religious. They've got Hindus, Buddhists, Confucius, Taoists, and so-called Christians, countries that are belonging to the United Nations. So they've got to find a common ground to pull all these people together. And ecumenicism, folks, is the thing. But we've got to find an ecumenicism that everybody will accept. Are you following this? Satan's thinking is very clear. If I can work through the charismatic movement, I'm going to work through them, he says. If I can work through the ecumenical movement, I'll work through the ecumenical movement. If I can use the United Nations, I'll use the United Nations. I'll use anything at my disposal and run it as far as I can run it. And if God doesn't stop me, I'm going to do what I intend to do. And God's going to let him go with one of them. With one of them, Satan is going to produce the Antichrist. He's going to come on the scene, folks. He's already been born. As a matter of fact, they say in 1964, the age of Aquarius began. Astrologers and physics have long predicted, psychics rather, Astrologer, the big difference between a physic and a, uh, a physics and psychic. Astrologers and psychics have long predicted that on February the 5th, 1962, a new Messiah would be born, heralding the prophesied birth of this world ruler who would bring peace at last to earth. All eight planets were in the sign of Aquarius. <coughs> Something that had not happened in nearly 2,000 years. This sign in the sky was supposed to mark the birth of the age of Aquarius, long awaited by mystics and occultists. Shortly before dawn on the special day, Jean Dixon, the psychic seer of Washington, D.C., had what she called the most significant and soul-stirring vision of her life. Mrs. Dixon saw a long dead pharaoh and queen Nefertiti at his side striding toward her. The queen was holding a baby as though offering it to the world. Jean recalls reverently the eyes of the child were all-knowing, full of wisdom and knowledge. She watched in fascination. You say, well, she's just another wild prognosticator. Who listens to Jean Dixon? Brad Steiger wrote, I have been engaged in UFO research since the 50s. I've come to the conclusion that throughout history, some external intelligence has interacted with Homo sapiens in an effort to communicate to our species certain basic truths. What's a Homo sapien? That's a bunch of junk they teach you at the University of Tennessee. A homo sapien? That's what they teach in the public school system. You say, what's a homo sapien? I don't have the slightest idea what a homo sapien is. I know what they teach. I know what a man is. I know what a woman is. I know what a human being is. Created in the image of God. A homo sapien? That is a total fabrication and a creation reached up here in the thin air and created a scientific classification to make you something that God didn't call you. Oh, I know they call man homo sapien, but God didn't call us a homo sapien. God called you a man. Why'd he call you a man? Because there's no connection between you and an animal. And there's no connection between you and a dog. And there's no connection between you and evolution. If he calls you a homo sapien, he's putting you in a classification of evolution. See, if you accept that designation, then you're accepting evolution. So I don't accept homo sapien. I don't accept Cro-Magnon man. I don't accept Piltdown man. I don't accept any of the rest of them. I accept man that God created in his image and he lost that. And these people say, well, UFOs is the, is the realm of the fantastic. 
Who believes in UFOs? I don't believe in UFOs, but I know there's a spirit world and it's demonic. And I, the I know the power of the devil is almost the power of God as God will allow him, but he's not God. He's not God. And God can stop him dead in his tracks anytime. But I know this. I know that in the 50s, they started sighting UFOs. In the 60s, they started making contact with UFOs. In the 70s, they started making movies about UFOs. In the 80s, they started being abducted by UFOs. In the latter part of the 80s and the early part of the 90s, we started getting all kinds of messages from the UFOs. And you say, well, that's, uh, is there anything to these messages? I believe so, especially in what they're trying to teach and preach to people. You better believe I do. The messages coming from the UFOs, listen to one of them. The Solar Light Retreat in Central Point, Oregon, publishes transmissions allegedly received from a space being, which are very similar to, similar to the entire New Age philosophy. There's talk of man's divine self within that must be developed through a secret knowledge given to initiates, which, it will turn, which it in turn will aid their cosmic evolution to godhood. See this? The Christ consciousness or Christ spirit is also mentioned often, together with the promise that spirit beings are soon to descend in vast numbers to planet Earth in a cosmic second coming. There is a persistent messianic overtone consistent with the core of the messianic myth in all ages. And there is increasing emphasis placed upon a common prophecy that the second coming of the spiritual world ruler is at hand. According to Noonan, galactic beings have a great plan to intervene directly into affairs here to bring on an artificial tribulation in order to ensure the success of world unification. Do you follow what I'm saying tonight? These spirit beings are taking what's written in Scripture and twisting it and using it for their own application. We are living in the age of the worst deception that this world has ever known. How am I going to keep from being deceived, preacher? Stay on your knees, keep your Bible open, and cling to the cross of Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about anybody's specific religion. I'm talking about the Son of God. And the only one there is, preach from this Bible. You better stick with him. <coughs> Pardon me. You better stick with this one of the Bible. The rapture is about to take place, and Satan is definitely bombarding mankind with every kind of a lie and deception he can use Amen. to deceive people from the truth. In the New Age view, the cleansing and healing of Mother Earth involves the removal of all those who have a negative consciousness. Remember now, the evolution, ununity of all religions, even Satanism and witchcraft is positive. But to insist that Jesus is the only way to salvation is not only undesirable, it is dangerously negative. Haven't you been conditioned for the last 30 years to preach only positive, believe only positive, confess only positive? Haven't you? Haven't you been told that your life should be a positive lifestyle? That everything about life should be positive, should be no negatives? You can't have a battery without positive and negative. You can't have AC current without positive and negative. There's a positive impulse and a negative return to ground. You've got to have, you cannot have balance without both sides. One of the greatest doctrines in the Bible is the balanced being of the eternal God. He is a balanced being. He is a God of love. He is love, but he's also a consuming fire. Hell burns because of the anger of God. Amen. So, 
Spiritually inferior people, such as Christians, are said to send out negative thoughts unto the ethers of space which damage the Earth's sensitive ecological system. Here we go. The Biodiversity Treaty, I put that in the newsletter. I told you the United Nations has printed, has produced a Biodiversity Treaty. What does it say? It says that a dog, a cat, a squirrel, a rat has just as much right to a section of land as you do. And that you cannot run that thing off your property. And you better not kill it. Why? It's part of the ecosystem. It's part of Mother Earth. And we've got to heal the earth. How do we heal the earth, preacher? By consciousness. We heal the earth by consciousness. The current planetary crisis can only be healed and transformed when negativity is finally vanquished and dissolved. Crisis, remarks one New Age teacher, are the result of accumulated negative thought forms. Best-selling author Ruth Montgomery, considered the herald of the New Age by many, says that her all-knowing spirit guides have given her the shocking revelations. Millions will survive and millions won't. Those who won't will go into the spirit state. There's the message. The message is going out. They're preparing people from every angle that a whole lot of people are just not going to make it into this next millennium. And they're just not going to be around. And they're the ones who are keeping earth from progressing forward. It's these negative thinkers, it's these Christians who are stopping planet earth from evolving on into its, into its into age of Aquarius, into its, into its hope and its future. And it's keeping mankind from this great quantum leap of evolution forward. It's these negative thinking Christians that's causing all this problem. It's these old mainline Christian believers that aren't part of this new movement. You say, well, that's, that's kind of wild, preacher. Price's definition of the Antichrist is simple. Any individual or group who denies the divinity of man, that's an Antichrist. Who said that? Any individual or group who denies the divinity of man, does the Bible say they'll call good evil and evil good? Amen. Listen to this. There's coming a battle, they say, and it will occur after the wars between the sons of light versus the sons of darkness that a new age will occur for all mankind surviving the great changes among all the vicissitudes of this planet. Now, let me tell you something. The sons of light are not Christians in this context. The sons of light are the evolutionary quantum leapers into the future in the age of Aquarius. New age, ecumenical, babbling, barking, howling. You say, wait a minute now. You're trying to jump up and make a connection. This is a remarkable thing that I just read from Salem Kirbin. How many's ever heard of Salem Kirbin? Now you know all of the other I've told you. You'll make the connection, listen closely. With the sudden disappearance of millions of Christians at the rapture, the New Agers will take this as an affirmation of their doctrine. It would not be surprising if Antichrist would declare an international holiday. Those who remain on earth and whose loved ones have been raptured will believe the lie told them by New Age leaders. They will be told that negative forces have been released to a spirit world where they will be shepherded into all truth and then return to take their rightful place in society. That's us. We're the negative forces. We've been taken out. Now listen carefully to this man. Why would they believe such a lie? One reason may be because New Age leaders are already making plans for a New Age what do you think the next word is from Brother Kirbin? Bible. 
and he makes no reference to Gail Ripplinger. He makes no reference to Gail Ripplinger anywhere in his book. This is interesting. I wonder how he came to that conclusion. If Brother Kerbin, and I have great respect for him, if Brother Kerbin came to this conclusion and not knowing anything about Gail Ripplinger's book, it shows you that God has raised up one more man to warn you in the last days that these new Bibles, 450 strong right now in English, translations, versions of the New Testament, of the, of the Bible in, into English, 450 strong are leading to a new age, one world Bible. That's the conclusion that Salem Kerbin came to, and he makes no reference to Gail Ripplinger. So the indication is that he came to this by his own personal, private research. And he also came to the same conclusion that I had come to before I got his book and copied this. Kerbin came to the same conclusion that I did, that Satan is using this to bring people to the point to where he'll do what he intends to do. One more time, one more time, one more time. Listen carefully. Paul Cain came under the leadership of John Wimber, Vineyard Churches. One of the doctrines, the wicked will be raptured. Who are the wicked? Well, they're the ones who are holding the world back. That consciousness, you know, the nonconformers, you know, the religious old generation, that's the outfit they've got to be gotten rid of. They're also teaching the manifestation of the sons of God. Remember, this great army of the Lord raised up to go out into the earth, performing miracles. And the religious old generation Denominational Christians who reject the new teaching will not enter in to possess the land nor achieve fullness, but will die in the wilderness. Who taught that preacher? These people call themselves Christians. Now, is there really any difference in what they're teaching and what the new age is teaching? No. Is there really any difference? And I gave it to you for the past 15 minutes. I've been telling you how new agers are looking for this consciousness disappearing, this coming of these sons of God to make connection with man, but they can't achieve this until these negative thought processes are removed from the earth. The earth is on the verge of a quantum leap forward. By the year 2005, they all agree that this has to be done. By the year 2005, it's all got to be brought to a head. This is 1995. That gives them 10 years in plainer words, if their time clock, and this has nothing to do with God's time clock, God doesn't work on their time clock. They work on His. He's the one that sends His Son, catches us up, and away we go. And He doesn't check in with the devil when He does it. The Lord God is going to send the Lord Jesus Christ back to planet Earth. And a moment, the twinkling of an eye, we're leaving here. The devil knows that, folks. He can read the Bible as well as you can. So if you were the devil... And you'd known that for 2,000 years. Don't you think you'd been working some scenarios up to explain away the rapture? And I'll tell you the truth, folks. He's come up with some good ones. He has some good ones. He has the charismatic movement right here. I'm not saying all of them. There's a lot of good Pentecostal people who totally reject this foolish, and I thank God for that. But these people right here are dangerous people. For this stuff right here is ecumenical, and it takes them right into this whole United Nations, New Age, ecumenical, mishmash mess that's going to usher in the Antichrist and bring him on the scene. 
and we're going to leave. Now, folks, all you need to look for is this. Look for how close they are to achieving their goal. Watch for that. Look for how, look, watch the UN and see how close the UN is to achieving its goals of superiority and supremacy and control of America. The United Nations has been at work this past year like you wouldn't believe, and they are not going to stop until they take control of the United States. Listen, if they can control the United States, they control the world. It's that simple. And so they're going to do everything they can. Watch for it. Watch for it. We're getting close. What's all that mean, preacher? Lift up your head. Your redemption draweth nigh. It's there, and it's as simple as it can be. If you're a Bible believer and you're really saved, you know where that's headed. You know that mankind is not headed for Jesus Christ. They're headed for the devil. And it's coming. And I'm glad I'm saved. And pray for those who aren't. God bless them. There's a lot of them out there, folks. A lot of well-meaning people in churches. They are. They're well-meaning people, and they're headed the wrong way. Father, I ask you to use what I've said tonight. Speak to my brothers and my sisters, Lord. And we give you glory and praise and honor. And we thank you. We thank you that you've warned us. You haven't left us in darkness. I pray for my dear brothers and sisters here tonight, and I pray for any who may be with us that's unsaved. If they're here tonight and they're not born again, I beg them and plead with them to come while there's still time and fall on their knees and ask you to save their soul. In Jesus' name we pray for his sake.